Nikuda Behecholos series for Lekuta Sichas, volume 15, the third Sicha of Lech Lecha, titled Happy and Sad, Sad and Happy, and Truly Happy. Rabbi Shalom Dover of Lubavitch said that Parshat Bereshit is a cheerful Parsha, even though its ending is not all that pleasant. Parshat Noach has the flood, but the week ends on a happy note with the birth of our father, Avraham. The really joyous week is that of Parshat Lech Lecha. We live every day of the week with Avraham. Well then, the simple question is, why not put the ending of Parshat Bereshit in the beginning of Parshat Noach, and the end of Parshat Noach in the beginning of Parshat Lech Lecha, hence keeping each Parsha in its own theme? The explanation is that each Parsha is completely in its own theme. Bereshit speaks of the uppers, the creation of the world which came from above while Noah speaks of the lowers in which the flood served to purge and refine earth. And Lech Lecha is the service of unifying the uppers and the lowers. Hence, we are taught in the Talmud that with Abraham began the two millenniums of Torah, with the Torah's mission being of unifying the uppers and the lowers. As Abraham's service to God was all about, I quote to you from Genesis, and he called there in the name of God, the God of the world. Therefore, the birth of Noah, which was the work of God, upper is in Bereshit. While Parshat Noah starts with the work of Noah, the lower. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, meaning to teach that the main generations of the righteous are good deeds. And so too, being that Abraham's service of unifying the uppers and the lowers began not with his birth and early years, but with his lech lecha, go forth from your land. Hence, this is where Parshas lech lecha begins. With this, we will begin to understand the different responses of Noah, Abraham, and Moses to God's notifying them each that he is going to punish the wicked of their generation. Noah does not argue with nor pray to God, but failingly telling the people to do teshuva or they will be wiped out. Why didn't he argue with God or pray to God? Because there was no unification between the uppers and the lowers. Hence, only the lowers could have saved themselves with teshuva, which they refused to do. Abraham does argue with and prays to God for the righteous of Sodom. As it says, far be it from you to do a thing such as this, to put to death the righteous and the wicked. Perhaps ten righteous will be found there. However, being that Abraham's service was but the preparation for the giving of the Torah, in which the unifying the uppers and the lowers was yet incomplete therefore abraham could not pray for the wicked themselves but only in the merit of the righteous among them moses however having brought the torah the upper down to this physical world the lower completing the unifying the uppers and the lowers prayed for the sinners who served the golden calf hence we have three errors noah the pre-preparation of the giving of the Torah, 
Abraham, the preparation of the giving of the Torah, and Moses, the giving of the Torah. The reason why there must be these three errors in their chronological order is because they represent the three stages in which a teacher, upper, teaches and transforms his students, lower. The first stage, the teacher teaches the student only the teaching without guiding the student on how to extrapolate and evolve with his own understanding. This is Parshat Bereshit, the ten generations from Adam to Noah in which the righteous among them were all depending solely on the revelation from above. As we find in Genesis, it states, And Enosh walked with God. He was a righteous man, but he could, only be, he could easily be swayed to return to evil. He had to walk with God. Stage two is the teacher trains the faculties of the student so that the student can now understand on his own. This is Parshat Noah, the ten generations from Noah to Abraham, in which the righteous among them were not solely reliant upon the revelation from above. Hence, Noah did call out upon his generation to do teshuva. And Noah himself, through his service to God, brought about God's promise of, I quote, the verse, I will no longer curse the earth, so long as the earth exists, it shall not cease. And then there's stage number three. Now, being that in stage one, the student's faculties are lacking, while the teaching itself that he digests is of a superior level, the thought capacity of the teacher. And in stage two, while the student's faculties are developing and thrive on its own, nevertheless, the teaching itself is now limited to the inferior intellectual capacity of the student. Therefore comes along stage three, where this teacher and the student bond to the point that the teacher is aligning the student's faculties with his own. And this is Parshat Lech Lecha, in which Abraham's, on the one hand, beginning foundation of service to God is upon his own intellectual understanding, the lower, the student, in examining the world, searching for its origin and creator. And nevertheless, on the other hand, Abraham did not question God to the point of, as the prophet Nehemiah says, and you found his heart faithful before you, the upper, the teacher. Abraham perceiving God with simplicity as a simple servant to God. Nevertheless, even in stage three, alignment between the teacher, the upper, and the student, the lower, is only in the very intellectual bond that the teacher has forged with his student, and not that the student himself, the lower, becomes as the teacher himself, the upper. Hence, even greater than stage three is the error of the giving of the Torah, the error of Moses, in which God, who is, quote, possible with the impossible, meaning omnipotent, made the impossible absolute alignment between the uppers and the lowers, in which the lowers themselves are absolutely unified and one with the uppers. Now, what do these four stages represent in the service to God? Era one, from Adam to Noah, represents one's service to God being only of the soul's drive, with no effect on his body. Two, 
from the era from Noah to Abraham represents one's service to God being also of body and even impacting the world around him. However, he lacks self-sacrifice in doing so. Noah did not argue with God to save his generation with the flood. Then there's era three, which is Abraham, the preparation for the giving of the Torah. This represents the service of self-sacrifice to affect the other. Abraham prayed to save Sodom, but only for those he sees as one who can be brought to goodness. Abraham prayed only in the merit of the righteous of Sodom, after which, when it became clear that there were no righteous in Sodom, Abraham stopped praying. And then there is the fourth error, Moses, giving of the Torah. This represents loving the other as yourself, praying for the other even when he doesn't see the other doing teshuva, simply loving the other as the other is but of the lower, and doing so with the self-sacrifice of Moses, who told God, I quote to you from Exodus, but if not, meaning if God will not forgive the, the sinners of the golden calf, erase me now from your book. And Moses, as it states in the Zohar, did not move from there until God told him, I have forgiven them as per your words. And with all of the above, we can now understand why it is only parshat lech lecha, go forth from your land, that true happiness begins. Because it is only when Abraham's service to God was based upon Abraham's fully stepping out, lech lecha, out of his own desire to serve God and to help others, but rather was driven only by the will of God and focused on the other person that the true joy of the unifying the uppers and the lowers takes place.